Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. My name is John Hart, and I'm your weekly host of the Modical Survey Podcast. Uh, today is thirsty, cold in Salt Lake City, and but it's still a little bit nicer than hail. Um, today, I want to talk about, first of all, let me mention, um, probably next month, I have been thinking about going video, lives. Uh, me and my partners are thinking about it. And uh, if you guys get a chance, email me at the modern conservative podcast at gmail.com. Let me know what you think about that. Would you rather see my ugly face or should I just uh, keep it behind the mic? Um, I'm getting a lot of call outs to go live or do video. So I may endeavor in it um, here and there and see how it goes. It depends on the response. If it's a response is there because I'm not monetized. Um, and if it's worth truthful me paying for it, I'll do it. Um, today I want to talk about what's going on in Canada with a good friend of mine. He is one of the founders of, if not the founder of the Utah Patriots. Utah Patriots is a group, an organization here in the state of Utah that says it all. They're Utah Patriots. One of my buddies, Kish is here with me today and, uh, great guy does great work. If you ever need an event and you need, a uh, um, security, these guys are the ones that can help you or steer you in the right direction if they can't get to you. Kish, how are you doing? You know what, John? Thank you so much for having me on. Kish, yeah. tell me, what brings us here today? What are we going to talk about today that's on your agenda and you want to get out to the rest of the world in Utah? Yeah, well, I want to get out to the Utahns that we are standing in solidarity real quickly. We're standing in solidarity with our fellow Canadians uh, with their drive and what they're doing, uh, you know, having been a, uh, a kid that grew up in Canada till, uh, my early twenties, it hits home. I've got family up there still. So, uh, oh, you're from Canada. Yeah. Yeah. Born I and raised. Up. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Well, actually long story short, my, my parents were going to BYU uh-huh. and I was born uh, down here in Provo and three months later went to Canada and lived there till I was 24. So dual citizen. Wow. Yeah. Well, welcome. <laughs> so I fight for the country I'm currently in. So you've got, as they say, you've got a, how do I say they've got a dog in the, in the race. I do. And I feel, you know, you should, for the country you live in at the time, if you're an immigrant and you move here, this is your country, wherever it is you live and reside and you raise your hand and, and swear a note to this country. That's what you're fighting. You know, and the thing is, those of us that are born here, well, I shouldn't say those of us, those of them that are born here, they forget that. They forget that you are an American. You are actually one of the most prestigious. Let me, let me back up because I'll get some hate mail. Let me say, we are an American are the, no, I'm going to say it. We are the superior country because this is where everybody wants to come to. Because of our constitution and our right. And people may hate me for saying that. I'm not like what I just may not like what I just said, but it's the tr- truth. No Americans want to leave this country and go live in Africa. No American wants to leave this country hell, and go live in Canada. No true American wants to leave this country and go live in Mexico. But it's amazing. Those that live in this country talk about how great Europe is. Okay, then go and then come back and tell me in five years how great it was. Yeah. How many of you saw Whoopi Goldberg leave when she didn't like what, uh, uh, you know, 45 came in and uh, Trump came in and became president? We're leaving. Oh, my gosh, we're leaving. Who left? Nobody left. Exactly right. You hear everybody says, well, if he becomes president, I'm going to Canada. I used to say, 
Uh, I tell you what, I'll buy the first plane ticket. Canada, you want to go get taxed at 46%? I don't, I know we're going to go back to Canada. I, I, love my brothers, I love my brothers up there, but I'm telling you, 46% tax rate in some places? No, thanks. And, you know, the Nazis here, the socialists here want to have the same thing. You know, they want to raise taxes and capital gains and, you know, get rid of the middle class. So you only have the elitist and the poorest. And yep. that's it. No in between. And they control the poorest. They do. So we're doing a uh, a convoy. I, I thought of mm-hmm. this like we need to ride this wave. Canada's done more in 10 days for America than America has done for itself in the last True. two years. I, True. I truly believe that. And if we don't capitalize on this, A, show our support, B, do something. Now, uh, General Flynn said in, in his own words, uh, and I'll put it mine is, you can only really make a difference, and you should, in your own state. It's hard to make a stance on a federal level from Utah, right? Right. They tried to do that January 6th. That didn't go over very well. <laughs> it did not. You know, so um, my my mind went, you know what? We need to, A, show solidarity, and B, we've got our own miscreants in office here, from Cox to Mendenhall to Dunn to Mittens. We've got it all as well. So if we can change here, it'll affect there, the ripple effect. So I think everyone needs to get out and do a convoy in their own state. That's what they need to do. They need to put this together and show solidarity. This movement is growing exponentially. You know, I've heard around the way that uh, that is actually happening in a lot of states right now. Because here's the problem that we've been having with COVID. Kish, I want you to think of something. When is the last time we haven't heard what's going on in other countries? We don't get that information anymore. We don't get the big protests in, in the UK and the Brazil and in Israel and in Europe. We don't hear about all the pushback. But because no. Canada borders us, it trickles down. Yeah, and you got to understand, MSN, CNN, Fox... I saw some, and I don't watch that crap, but I see it through either my Telegram feeds, right. as we do and stuff here. like that. But you're not seeing what I saw on MSN. Someone posted it in my feed. It's like dozens of truckers yeah. on the streets of Ottawa. I'm like, come yeah. on. I've seen these drone footages. And uh, Lee Dundas was on a Zoom call with me last night, and she's talking, and she's really close with what's going on in Canada and the Coots border and stuff like that. And she's like, no, no, this, this was 100 miles long and t- tens of thousands of truckers. I mean, not dozens, tens of thousands. They can't move. You know, but what they've 60, done is. 60,000. Yeah. So what's going on is, and just some quick information about that, that Lee was able to share with us. And she was on the Jeremy Harrell show today, and she did a wonderful job. That's a great show, too, Jeremy Harrell's. And. Um, what's going on is uh, there's a, a red flag going out there that the $10 million that was raised in the GoFundMe that has been frozen. Seized. Not true. Not true. The reason why the left did that was if they felt if they said it had been seized, then no one was keep donating. They did that at a $4 million mark. Well, it went to $10 million really quickly. Do you know what $10 million, 50,000 truckers, they can stay there for Three years? Months. Yep. No, years. I'm telling you, years, man. <laughs> you put $10 million into a bank account collecting 10% interest rate, you're living just fine with a community, right? So they've got outhouses. They've got food. And just not that. How is Trudeau going to put a spin on this? They are feeding the homeless. 
They're shoveling the snow off the streets. They're helping people. They're polishing statues. How do you go in there and go, hey, these Canadians are criminals? Not criminals. You know, after Trudeau, I saw Trudeau's uh, one of his speeches the other day, and he's like, basically said, this is our, they don't have a constitution. They've got other stuff. Right, Bill of Rights. This is our bill. This is what it is. And we know it's factual, but we're not going to use it. We, the people, meaning him and his crime, right. we have right. a right to change all this. Well, the Canadians said, screw this. 17,000 of us just got laid off because we wouldn't get the jab. We lost our jobs. Well, guess what? We're going to do a GoFundMe. And guess where we're going? Ottawa. Straight to Canada. Ottawa. So they went to Ottawa. The police are behind them. And guess Chris Sky popped up. He's a wonderful guy up there. And he said, you know, the second wave's coming. So you've got truckers, police. Truckers. Well, guess who's boxed in now? The police. (laughs) And Canada's only got 50,000 military. Well, 50,000 military is not going to do anything. No. Military. They're talking about. They already said they're they're not coming. They're not showing. Did they say that? Yeah, they came out today. We're not showing them. Yeah, because I, I heard where they were talking about bringing in the military. I'm thinking for what? A peaceful protest? Yeah. How do you spin that? They're yeah. shoveling the streets. They're, they're helping the homeless. And then go, what are you going to do? You know, the thing is with this vaccine mandate, you know, you and I spoke a few days ago. Now, my idea was simply I'm I'm no longer a Carhartt guy. Yeah, I used to be a Carhartt guy. But the things that they're doing to their employees and this was is what's crazy about it, Carhartt. They're making employees get the vaccine. But majority or large portion of the customers are guys like you and I. Yeah. Well, guess what and we need to do? We need to visit their establishment. We need to drive in some way, shape, or form, let them know that uh, we are here because we're in Utah. We're not disconnected from the rest of the world, and we know what you're doing. And we're going to put you on blast and let everybody know that we're your brand, we're no longer, I look, I'll wear Ariat. I wear Ariat shirts, yeah. pants, boots. I'll be done with the Carhartt. As a matter of fact, I want to do a video of me burning all my Carhartt stuff. Yeah, but that's paid for. So don't do that. Just take the emblem off. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I'm going to burn every. I have absolutely no use for them. And I look, I guess it could be expensive, but I'm, the point is you already have my money. You do have my money, but the point is you're not getting it anymore. And I'm going to prove that by not wearing your brand. I come on my podcast when I do video and I got a Carhartt shirt on. Somebody can shoot me, please. Please shoot me because I'm done with Carhartt for the rest of my life. And that's on everything I love. So here's my spot. I thought on that, John. Here's my, and I'm going to trickle down a little bit. The biggest problem I have now is what happened to our military. And the military is still pushing this on our young men and women. It's just pathetic. But what happened is they pushed this, pushed this, and pushed this, and all of a sudden, they went away. Uh, we're not mandating it. I've got a lot of people in our group that had that were forced. They were either in the uh, uh, jail, working as jail security, prison, stuff like that, and they were mm-hmm. made to get it, or they'd lose their job. People go, well, just quit. Well, really? 25 years old, wife, young child, and you're telling me to quit my job? Where am I going to go? What am I going to do? So all of a sudden, he goes and gets the jab, and this is talking about someone personally. Two weeks later, no jab needed. It's like, geez, really? 
Really, here's the problem with Carhartts is that same thing just might happen. We put pressure on Carhartts, cars changed their mind, everyone got the jab, and people got sick. And who knows what the future holds for that, right? We don't know. I'd say that the whole thing about this, you know, this emergency alteration use, that protects these clowns. Well, not necessarily the businesses, but it, but it protects the government. It, it protects Pfizer, Moderna, AstraZeneca. They're all protected. You know, my problem with, like, for example, I was talking with Senator Cullimore here in Utah about the uh, vaccine mandate, anti-mandate law that they came out with a few months ago in November 6th last year. And uh, the problem I have is simply this. You know, well, one of the problems, you're an employer, you require, like, for example, Carhartt, you require your employee to get the jab. You only have that employee eight hours a day, but that jab is in his body for 24 hours, his or her body for 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Let's say you leave Carhartt and you go to work for Ariat, for example. And then something happens to you. Should Ariat be responsible for their insurance rates going up because premiums are high now because they have a large number of, of employees who have an adverse uh, adverse uh, effects? I can't even talk today. Adverse reaction to the uh, the uh, vaccine. At some point in time, people got to use common sense to say, "Look, if you are the employer who." mandated your employees to get the jab you're responsible for them for at least 10 years no matter who they work with because yeah the jab is with your individuals for 24 hours a day 365 days a year and that's the thing in canada you know when they want to mandate people to do this vaccine um it's just ridiculous because it's more than just an experimental vaccine you don't know what the hell it is you don't know what it's going to do the common sense is gone and it's whole crazy mess we're in i'm so pissed off about this here's the here's what it is screw the mandates the word mandate screw the word vaccine we want our freedom back we're fighting for our freedom i never want to hear mandate again i never want to hear see this overreach again i never want to see mask up again but between cox Hall, and dunn who all overreach the, the CDC or the, the health department here in Salt Lake says, okay, no more net masks. And Dunn goes, Oh no, you know, or Mendenhall, Oh no, we got a mask up and you know, we're, we're going to lock down Salt Lake city. You know, the, the head doesn't know what the ass is doing. They, they right. just don't talk to each other. So what right. I'm saying is we want our freedoms. We're going to keep our freedoms. We're building an army to, Prove and show that, you know, we, the people, it took three and a half percent once to get our country back. Right. I think we can get there pretty good. So we're going to show that if we can raise this weekend, 500, a thousand cars, uh, if you keep the tyranny up, well, we'll raise 2000 cars and 2000, keep it up. We'll go 5,000. People are tired of this. You know, Mendenhall did the uh, last, uh, it just got off, right? The last uh, mandate. Mm-hmm. And even in Costco, so the first time the mandates came out, you could not walk into Costco. They were a bunch of, you know, zealots. They wouldn't let us in. They wouldn't even serve you. This time they put it up. I walk right in there, maskless. They said zip. Harmons, nothing. So even the people that were all for it are now like, this is ridiculous. This is stupid. Let me get this right. I got to walk into a restaurant with a mask on to order food. 
when I'm six feet tall. But when I'm at four feet at a table, I don't got to wear a mask. And I can walk in the crapper without a mask to do my junk in there. But none of it made sense. None of it made sense. Now they're trying to put out the fire behind them going, oh, my gosh, the house of cards is falling down. What do we do? What do we do? So now I just heard uh, 48 hours ago, another variant might be coming into Utah. Well, of course, the there is. That's variant. Now it's, it's like it's like hurricanes <laughs> coming up the coast of Florida. They're going to run out of names. No, man, they've these people are, have really lost their damn minds. You know, here's what's here's what's funny to me. You know, when you talk to somebody that's a, a vaxxer, they're always referring to it's those Trump followers, it's those Trump lovers, it's those Trump believers. Hey, check this out. Even if Donald Trump was the president and he was doing the exact same thing that Joe Biden is doing and the Biden administration is doing in the same manner, I still wouldn't take the vaccine. I still wouldn't take the vaccine. And this is where they this is where they try to confuse everybody as if we're racist and radical and extremists and domestic terrorists, because we use our common sense. We use our common sense. We're not followers. But you're black. You can't be racist. Oh, shit. Damn it. I forgot. <laughs> Man, I forgot about. I'm glad you remind me of that yeah. because I am darker than night. And I'm the first one to admit that. But I'm just as white as anybody else when it comes to my freedom. No, I think you're just as American as everybody else. Yeah. American. I'm going to tell you what. And everybody's listening to me today. I forgot. I almost forgot from you know doing my black thing. So let me do my once a year black thing. Today is, well, this month is Black History Month. Again? And I want to honor, well, it was. I want to honor my favorite African American, Elon Musk. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say Justin Trudeau. <laughs> Elon Musk, my favorite African American. I thought I thought you'd say uh, Justin Trudeau with the blackface. I thought you were going to honor him. No, I missed that boat. Here's another. He can get away with that. Multiple blackface. Yeah, and you know. And he can get along with Black Lives Matter, but they didn't thrash him. No, no. So I want to also roll into, you know, the other reason we're doing this uh, convoy is not just along with the solidarity portion, but, you know, they're fighting in Canada a lot of different fronts. Like Trudeau is just a tyrant, right? The, it's like a, they got this noose around everyone's neck and demanding. But we have the same issue here in Salt Lake to me. We've got mm-hmm. critical race theory that's being shoved down our throat. And if anyone wants to <laughs> yeah. debate me on that, be my guest, because I live in a community and my kids reading it in the school already. Eight out of nine books is about critical race theory. So don't tell me it's not here because you're lying. B, we got a problem with Governor Cox and those people and how he got into office and what he's doing. We got an issue with voter integrity. We've got Sophie Anderson and her team pulling out grammar reports. It's quite interesting, the information on grammar reports that's coming out. And now the AG just said, oh, well, maybe they're too inexpensive. Everyone can get them. We're going to raise the price of grammar reports. Well, then the you and I, who, you know, can't afford it. So now they're trying to change it up so that we can't find out what's going on. Mike Taylor just ordered some ground reports because they claimed that the uh, the people in office are getting threatened 
getting threats for certain things out there. And so Mike Taylor uh, filed uh, grammar reports and said, great, we want all the emails showing who threatened you and who is now being prosecuted for. We'll see if we get those. So you got all these people that ran for office using their daddy's name or running on their religion and their Mm. faith, which disgusts me. And that's a problem. You know, you got Cox, family member, Huntsman, family member. I mean, the list goes on, right? You got some lady named Becky Edwards running because uh, Becky Edwards, yeah, Lavelle Edwards' daughter. She's running because her dad was football in the the, the stadium down south. So mm-hmm. she's trying to run. So she moved from Democrat to Republican Probably. because she couldn't get in as a Democrat. So she she's a rhino. I mean, we have to expose all this so – People in Utah see it and make an educated decision. I'm not trying to steer you or redline you. I just want it out. This information comes out. I want to get Wizard of Oz, curtain pulled back, and it exposed. <laughs> That's what I want. I want to expose these guys. And here's the thing, though. A lot of these guys are really good at what they do, these, these fake Republicans. You know, Last week, I had an issue with Cox asking to have a $250,000 fence put around his house in uh, was it Pleasant View or Fairview, wherever the hell he lives. He's from. I think it's Fairview. He's got a place in Fairview. Yeah, he wants to put a $250,000 home, I mean, fence around his house for security because he too are, is getting threats. Well, check this out, dude. If you want to protect yourself, stay at the governor's mansion. Yeah. Simple problem solved. If you want to go on the week home on the weekends, that's your choice. You're not doing that for us, the taxpayers. And, you know, and I, and I spoke to the president of the Senate here and he said that um, there's a chance that it might get passed and they'll prove it. And I said to him, I says, Stuart, I says, why would you do that? I said, if he wants protection, he has the highway patrol as his detail, security detail. Stay at the governor's mansion. Big old black fence around it. Um, they've got a bunkhouse there where they can stay. Why do you think we need to pay for a man- a, a uh, fence for the governor? Because when he's out, what, do we go back and we take the fence from him? He says, well, he said he would pay for it. Well, what he says and what he does is two different things because let me tell you what happened. You guys have put the fence on his property, then we'll forget about it. Yeah. And it never gets paid for. I said, that's not cool. So I'm going to keep making noise on that one. Um, every chance I and I'm up at the Capitol. I mean, I'm good friends with a lot of these guys right now that I do trust that are not rhinos by action, not by words. But uh, I'm going to try to stop that fence from going up on his property. Good, good. We need to get I'm Mike, to Mike to Lee it. needs to Mike Lee needs to get involved. He's a good guy. We need to make sure Mike Lee gets back in because yeah. Becky Edwards trying to oust him and she's yeah. just she's just a rhino. But I don't know how she's gonna do it other than just money because she doesn't have the name, she has not done the work, and he doesn't have a lot of complaints in the state of Utah. I mean, he's a quiet sometimes when he should be loud, but he's but he has been effective in a lot of ways. Just like now, my problem is Burgess Owens. You know, yeah, he's a black he's a black congressman from the state of Utah, but he's not isolated because he's black. At least in my world, you don't do your work. You don't do your work. I want to call you out. I need you to come up and talk to people. I need you to act like you know what's going on in the state of Utah. I don't give a damn. You're up in Washington. 
hanging out with the snobs. I want to know, you know, what's going on here in Utah. I don't want you coming back here just to visit to get to do some kind of speech for some organization that endorsed you while you're running. I want you to come back here because you're doing work when you're here. I, I, you know, I resounding amen. I've reached out to him and his uh, campaign people. Uh, obviously, you know, we helped. We were on the streets almost every weekend campaigning for him. I went to his opener here the last few months ago. We reached out and said, hey, we've got some events. We need you to be here. Crickets. It's like, you know what? Where are the guys that are on the ground a pound trying to help you get in there and stay in there? You need to respond to us. You need to figure this out. You need to come to some of our meetings and come and shake hands again. I can't get a hold of that guy or he won't return that stuff. It, it's not good. Not a good way to do it. It's always, ah, he's in D.C. or he's doing exactly what you said. Yeah, this is what these guys do, you know. You know, I've been supporting Andy Badger, obviously Jason Preston. And uh, Andy Badger is a bright guy. I love Alina. She dropped out. So, you know, I told Andy, you know, Alina was my girl. But, you know, I will stand behind you because I met with him. We chit-chatted. He's been on the podcast. I've been at places where he's spoken. And he's, well, he articulates rather well. And he says things and, you know, that could be, the rhinos may not like it, put it that way. Yeah, so, you mentioned the, uh, we, we work like you. I work a lot with Jason Preston. He'll be there mm-hmm. Saturday uh, at the landing spot. He's going to speak. Uh, Jason Cisnero is supposed to come down. Jason Cisnero is a great guy. He does a lot of uh, sex traffic uh, rescuing from girls, boys mm-hmm. that are sex trafficking. So he'll be there. So these are good guys. And these are the kinds of people we need to get behind. We need to stand up and take a seat. We need to look around who's not doing their job and go, I'm going against you and I'm going to get support to go against you. We need to get the rhinos out and put good people in there. That's what we have to do. We have to ignite these sleepy people in Utah because most of them just go to the ballots and look at a name and go, Oh man, Edwards. Uh, is that related to Lavelle Edwards? Maybe I should vote for that person or Oh, I, I heard Mitt Romney talk, and that guy's a Mormon. Oh, man, he's got to be a good person. All Mormons are good people. Check him <laughs> off. You know, now look at the guy, right? I mean, I right. can go on a list, uh, you know, and and it's very disturbing, very disturbing in our community. So, yeah, that's why I love Elena. I love working with Jason. I uh, like working with these guys, and that's the goal. So that's our message this weekend is, you know what, local governing body, we're not silent anymore. We're going to be seen. We're going to be noticed. We're going to draw some attention to the problems in Utah. And we've got to fix the problems in Utah. Do you know uh, Steve Christiansen, right? You know that name? I do. I know him well. Yeah. So you heard the story of what happened to him mm-hmm. and why he got ousted? I don't know if your followers all know that. But because it's, of Cox? Well, yeah, because he was all for basically voter integrity and an audit. And they all stood up and say, we're without reproach. How dare you say that there's voter fraud in Utah? And he was threatened and he stepped down from his job. It's ridiculous. And he has vowed. I spoke to him on the steps the other day. He's like, I will expose this. Well, you know what? I want to expose this. And we're going to get hundreds and hundreds of people. And we're going to expose the same thing. We're not going away. You know, you know, on the problem that I have with the. I would say the people that are that are in all these organizations, they don't physically participate. There's a lot of people I call digital soldiers. 
Yeah. They're all on lines. You know, they're on your Facebook friends. You know, they're on Telegram. But when it's when it when it comes time to stand up and stand out and be seen and be heard. A lot of them are, are crickets. That's been one of my problems with a lot of these organizations that have, you know, a lot of followers. Another problem is some of these organizations think, well, they're my friends or they're my followers. Therefore, we only do events when we sponsor our own events. We don't work together anymore. See, and that's the problem in Utah. There are those who believe that they can do it all when they actually really don't realize they're not doing a damn thing. Yeah. I, I was speaking to Jamie today and I said, listen, the only way you make organizations work, you have to have teeth. And in the organization, your members are your teeth. But those teeth need to do some biting. They need to show up at events. They need to show up at rallies. They need to show, you know, force. The larger you are, the more those people in Capitol Hill will respect you and know you have a voice in your community. If you just one or two people going up there all the time, that's all you're going to be to them. One or two people. Yeah. And you're you an organization. Be, yeah. Sorry. You got to be no, peaceful too, right? It's got to be a peaceful. Exactly. And I it, got, it a, does. I got a phone call from Taylorsville PD and Salt Lake city. And they were really nice. So what are you doing? The event talking to them and Salt Lake PD was like, we've never had a problem with Utah Patriots. Uh, we've never arrested anyone. Everyone's good. We expect the same. I'm like, no problem. We're not here to do that, but we are here to be seen and heard. And I said, know that. I said, but we're not here to incite violence or anything like that. We're here because we want to make sure that we don't lose any more freedoms. And we want you to step back and we want you to listen to us. We want you to listen to the majority. Problem is, like you said, the majority sits behind the keyboard sometimes. My do events and sometimes 50 people show up, but I've got a thousand people or 2000 people on my email and database to talk to me all the time. It's like, did you all have sports that day? I mean, this might be an important event, you know, whether it's critical race theory or whatever it is, we need people to come out there. So, so I feel the movement. I feel it progressing. Jason Preston and I were speaking again. We speak almost every day. It's like, we feel it. It's coming. He's doing a lot of uh, uh, meetings and homes and stuff like that. And it's growing. The, the emotions growing. People are coming out, but, but we've got a small amount coming out compared to how many people are truly red in the state. There's a exactly. lot of red people in the state. I mean, the thing is, I just, uh, it just bothers the hell out of me. You know, we're in a conservative state, but from the turnout, you would think it was a blue state. Yeah. And, and I, that needs to change course because you know, as long as these politicians in office truly believe that these organizations are just basically name only, they're going to keep doing what they're doing. And they're not going to realize that we actually have the power to vote you out. And this is how these elitists think. That's what makes them elitist. Right. They yeah. I want to go back to your statement a minute ago, if you don't mind, about uh, the fractionalization in the state of Utah between whether, and I'll just mention some names, whether it's Utah Patriots, whether it's UCA, whether it's Eric Mutos, or whether it's Alina's group, whether it's uh, women, I forget all the names. So there are a lot of groups I know, right? Mm -hmm. But how many of them, and I, I don't want to sound arrogant, but how many of them get on a podcast like me, like you and I, and speak about the other groups? Not many. But I sat here and talked about Jason Preston, Sophie Anderson, 
UCA does a great job. Eric Mutos does a great job, but none of them speak about too many other groups. That's the fractionalization. And that's what you're talking about. We need to be able to talk about each other and say, man, Eric Mutos is doing a great job in St. George and upwards. He's got a great momentum. He's going, he's got great followers. And, you know, we've got Heather. She Heather's up in Ogden, three percenter gal. And she's a great gal and they, they do great work. Uh, Patriot heat and they do good stuff. And they do a lot of uh, teaching people how to live off the grid, live off the land, mm-hmm. uh, buy from local farmers, all of these things she teaches. So we've got all of these cool people that they're all kind of out there. My goal is why I picked Utah Patriots name was to have one platform. It wasn't my name. It was just Utah Patriots. And all of a sudden you had this org chart underneath of your business. You have an organization chart mm-hmm. and under it is just, man, this group does this and this group does this. And if I want to go to Ogden, this group's over here. If I want to go down to uh, Weber County is up here, right? So this event, I'm going to kind of go on all over, is great because I'm friends with everyone in Summit County. So we have a telegram group in tele, uh, Summit County. They do Well, they're involved, right? you got 30 and 40 truckers coming down from Summit County. But it, you can't imagine the work that went on in the last seven days to put this together. Enormous, right. right? It shouldn't be this difficult. It should not be. It should be an org chart. And some master guy or gal has the opportunity to go, we need a call to action because we are doing a convoy. It's important. Click. And all of a sudden, 30,000 emails go out, 30,000 text messages go out, and everyone's involved. We don't have that. That needs to be created. You know, and that, you're exactly right, because I've said that many, 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 many times here. Because, you know, I did an event. We did an event uh, in December. Now, it was for the kids. It was our toy drive. Yep. Some of the organizations have a lot of followers. But what surprised me was, I get it was Christmas time, end of the year, people may be traveling, blah, 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 blah. I get that. But my problem was that when you have an organization that has 25, 30,000, 5, 10,000, whatever, and they don't participate. Now, it was a success. I will say that. It was a success. But sometimes I'm the kind of guy is like, you know, when I go up to the Capitol, and I want to make a statement. It's just not me. It's me and 10,000 people behind me, 1,000 people behind me. I don't have to say a word because that says more than anything. The army. Our exactly. Jason talks about it all the time. We need to build an army. But these, I mean, I hate to say it this way, but I know I'm going to piss some people off in Utah, but I don't care because it's the truth. People need to get off their asses and participate in what they believe in because they're expecting guys like yourself, myself, Jason, Alina, and other leaders to do all the work and they eat the fruit off the tree. That shouldn't be that way. We all share the same fruit. We all grow the same tree. But these people don't understand that and they think, you know, I got a job. I once said, I said something one time at an event. I said, And then I got some emails after it, but I said it at the event. I said, why is there not a lot of men here? Where are the men in this, in this state? And I get the same comment. Well, we got to support our families. What the hell do you think I have to do? What do you think Kish has to do? What do you think Jason has to do? What do you think all of us out here that's doing this stuff, all these, these things, events all the time, 
what do you think? We just get tons of money rolling in and it just, they just, it just we just do this for free and we live off a of life for free. No, <clears throat> we find the time to fight for what we believe in. Not only that, if you love your children and you care about your children's future, fathers, mothers, it's your job to protect your kids' future. I'll just ride, I'll ride the wave with you. We do it together. But the problem in this state is only a few people are really fighting the battle, but a lot of people are reaping benefits from the war, from the benefits of the battle. Yeah, no, you're so right. I think in Utah, uh, and I get it, people are caught up in their kids' uh, sporting events, basketball and ballet and soccer games and all the stuff. And and this hasn't, it hasn't hit them yet. They haven't felt the pinch, right? Some men, I'll just use men for instance, some men don't go to work and work hard until they feel the pinch. That's why not a lot of people get a lot of money because they just live just above their means and it's the comfortable, it's this, it's okay. So when I talk to a lot of people, whether it's a workplace or whatever, and they're like, like I said something to a lady at my workplace the other day and she, she goes, well, what do you do in the convoy for? What are you trying to accomplish? And I was like, what do you mean what am I trying to accomplish? You watch the news as much as me because I hear about it. Yeah, but you tell what's so bad. What, what's going on? I mean, people are oblivious to, to all this, right? They're just oblivious. And back to what you're saying about this is looking at other groups and kind of like, oh, I don't want to be part of that group of stuff. I've heard people out of people's mouths. Well, we don't want to do much with Kish's group because they're kind of fringe right groups. They're, they're on the fringe a little bit. They got a security team and they got some guys that, you know, you know, put their boots on and strap up and get out there. And, you know, we're not that kind of people, but the next weekend they'll call and say, Hey, uh, can you send some guys over to security at our event? <laughs> so, so I was like, what do you want? What do you want from me? Uh, a so, really good friend of mine said something the other day about you said, uh, and they have another organization. It's a big organization. I said, it's a really big one here in Utah. I said, how do you, how do you uh, determine who you're going to affiliate with? I said, look, we're not always going to see the same thing at the same time, but there's no reason why we should not work together because at the end of the day, Kish wants the exact thing that we want. Constitutional freedom. He wants the same thing that you and I want. Our kids not having to deal with CRT. I said, I love Utah Patriots. I love Kish. Kish and I have been buddies since we met. Um, I'll do anything in the world for me. He speaks of me when he wants me. I'll come. I'll speak because my mind is not singular in this fight. It's not just my thoughts that matter when I'm speaking and fighting. Because I like the fact that we all have our own way of doing things. And as long as it doesn't break the law and as long as there's humanity in it, but yet it gets us to the finish line to where we want to be. I don't care. I don't care. I'm not going to judge a man because they want to carry guns. Hell, I got guns. I'm not going to be mad at a man because, you know what, they have a security. You might need security one day, people. And the people we're going to, person we're going to call, call is Kish. So, this all can work perfectly well as long as people use their common sense and take the damn emotions out of what we need to do to get what we need to get out of life for our kids. Because look, you and I are closer to death than we are, and we are life, but our kids are still blossoming. Yeah. Why are they blossoming? Protected. 
Yeah, so um, I think the best example to just to kind of hammer this home to your listeners is you're Muslim. Right. I'm LDS. Right. But our destination is the same. Exactly. And I'm not going to criticize that you're Muslim because you're a good man. You've got a great character. And I think that's what gets us by in life. Good character, charitable services, love others and do it. So who am I to judge whether you're a Jehovah's Witness or Muslim or Buddhist or, you know, unless you're unless you have some creed or sect behind you that you believe that uh, gays right. should be killed and stuff like that. I got a problem with that. But right. uh, if our destination is the same, we all travel different paths. So who are you to criticize what path I'm on? And, you know, speaking of being a Muslim, you know, I even, look, I'm real. I'm true. I tell you how I think about things and, you know, I'm, I'm not a hypocrite when I come, when it comes to my religion. There's certain things I don't I don't agree with in my religion. Like, for example, throwing gays off building. I don't agree with that. Why is that? Because I'm an American Muslim. Well, Ryan might have a problem with that if you believe that. (laughs) (laughs) No, he's safe. Because the thing is, we're not all going to agree on everything. But damn it, you still got to fight the battle. Yeah. And you can't and sometimes you can't win the battle just by yourself. And I'm speaking of organizations. You can't win the battle just by yourself, because trust me, there's power in numbers. Oh, there's yeah. a reason why we have a large military. There's a reason why Russia has a large military. There's a reason why China has a large military, because the large militaries keep each other's at bay. Yeah. Can I get this message out? I think I prompted to do this. You talk, about this, you talk about this military and the size, and I was kind of relating to God's army. God has a huge army, and my belief, I got a phone call from a, a, an acquaintance of the day, and he was just in a position, and he basically asked me, um, where do you think I'm going? And I'm like, what do you mean? Where do you think when I die, I'm going to go? Because I've had a, a hard life, something going on, right? And I thought about it, and I've got you know, 57 years of religion and faith under me. I've kind of been in and out of the church and investigative stuff. My belief, and I, and I shared this with them, and I think it's, I think it's good truth. I think anyone that's on earth today chose God's side in the beginning of time. I truly believe that God has a big army. Problem is some of them are sitting down on the bench and not standing up, but God's (laughs) got a huge army. And I think Anyone who chose God's army and is here will have a place in heaven somewhere. Heaven's a big place. We know it is. It's not a small place. There's been 70 billion people brought to earth over time and, and then some, right? So God's got a big place. And I heard this, and people don't have to believe me. That's perfectly fine. But we are God's army. America is a gift to us. Like you said, I believe it's from a gift from God to us. And it's our job to save this country. And it is hanging by a thread. It is, you know, thread. And here's something I I usually don't say it because sometimes it piss people off. <laughs> but it wouldn't be the first time. You know, our Constitution has many God and uh, inalienable rights in the Constitution, rights that were given to us by God. Yep. But so, if you believe in God, and you believe in the gospel, and you believe in the Constitution especially your inalienable rights, rights that are given by God, 
you should be the first one fighting for the Constitution. Amen. Because you should be protecting those rights that are given to us by God. So if you believe in God and you believe in religion and you believe God is true, you just won't don't you should not be fighting for your convenience. You should be fighting for the rights of everybody else because it is a God-given right. And the minute you lose lose touch with that, maybe you should check yourself as a God believer. I believe in those rights. And the thing is, I'm Muslim. Kish, I'm Muslim. But one thing for sure, the Constitution doesn't say, does not say this only apply to judo, judo value Christians. Yeah. Does not say that. The minute you born in this country, the Constitution automatic applies to you. And then your religion is now protected because you're an American under the Constitution and your religion is protected. It isn't a God-given right. Now, when people say, well, Muslims are not a religion. Well, according to God, it is a religion and it's protected. So if you believe in God and he, know, he knows all, he knows there's going to be more than one religion. He knows there's going to be more than religion and they are all are protected. So no matter if you're Muslim, you're Catholic, you're Jewish, whatever you may be, you have an inalienable right that's given to you under the Constitution that you should be fighting to protect. I mean, a lot of people don't get that, Kish. They don't get that. They don't understand that. You've got to fight for your freedoms. He didn't, he's never said, you know, nobody will try to take them away from me in the Constitution. He knew the federal government may someday would try. This is the reason why we do have the Constitution. He never said it'll be taken away from you. Or it may not. Tried to be taken away from from certain individuals, and we've spoken about this before in our last podcast. But it's uh, it's very important to realize that the the Mormons fought to get to Utah mm-hmm. in the eighteen twenties. They scraped bare feet, bloodied, and came to Utah, and they fought for their freedom. And I say today, and I said it before, where are they? it's a redundant question. Where are you guys? Seriously. I'm the only one. Oh, there's one other lady, but I'm the only one in my congregation that does this stuff. No one comes to in my congregation out there. They don't do that. One lady does some of the, uh, which is great. She does the uh, signing of the petitions and stuff, mm-hmm. but they, you know, and I went to church last Sunday to share this mass mandates are over in Utah, right? Right. Eight people out of 250 people didn't have a mask on. Four of them were my family. Really? I, I don't get it. I don't get this obedience. Let me put this mask on. Um, let me put the mask on. And so I'm an obedient servant. It's not how it works, man. It's disgusting. You know, think, I want you to think about something. I drop my daughter off at school every day, pick her up every day. The parents will be wearing the mask. The kids will not be wearing the mask. Tell me, what the hell is that all about? Because you obviously believe the science that kids don't easily contract COVID or they're less susceptible to COVID. So you obviously are listening to some science. But you can't read the box in which the mask come in and it says does not protect you from viral infection. How the hell do these people 
exist on this planet day to day, which means habit, somebody must be running their life. I think habit has come into play. It's become a habit, an addiction. It's become a fashion statement. It really has. It's like putting a belt on. They put their mask on. What's even worse, you ever seen guys with five, six, seven masks hanging from their mirror? <laughs> yeah. And then they, the heat's got it all day. And I'm like, oh, man, look at the bacteria in that thing, man. That's crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. They're sneezing in it or touching it. And they're like, oh, let me grab a mask. Can I give one to my kid? It's like, oh, my gosh, this is crazy. This has got to end. This has got to end, John. It has to end. That's the reason why Canada is so popular. It's, it's such a big talk right now because people don't understand this. When we talk about volume of people t- participating, that's what gets the, that's what makes the pendulum swing. Because there's a large volume of people. If it was two Canadian two truck drivers, we wouldn't be having this conversation. No way. We wouldn't be having this conversation. It's, Nor it's, would Trudeau. Yeah, it's got no, we the people, we the people, done in masses, three and a half percent, took the country back once. We got to do it again, period. And my goal here in Utah is to grow this army and get everyone together, right? I've got a telegram group that's grown. My own telegram group's really private, but this group for the convoy in five days grew to almost 400 instantly. Bam. Quickly. So people want this. People want to get out, but people feel unprotected alone. So one of my goals is also to make sure that people don't feel alone. There's a lot. I've got people that are uh, boyfriend and girlfriend and their parents disown them because they are patriots. They're Republicans. They voted for Trump. So they live on their own, a specific couple, and they feel like this is family. We're kind of family to everyone. And our, you know, our private chat is cool because when people get sick and they get COVID, ivermectins take them to their house. They've given the list of what to take. They're healing. And that's what community is about. That's what we want to do. That's what we want to create. It used to be in 1840 in Utah, it was a family. Everyone washed out for everyone else. Just because we grew in numbers doesn't mean we can't be family. But we've kind of been fractionalized that everyone's pointing the finger. Well, you're Muslim and you're Jehovah's Witness and your kids aren't Mormon. So they're not playing with my kids. And this kid's not that way. It doesn't matter. It's like, I'm so sick of hearing that stuff. It drives me nuts. You know, in one of the most conservative states in the country, per capita wise, it amazes me how not even the Mormon faith keeps us to keeps us together um it's it, for example like salt lake city for example it's been blue for 40 50 years why is that in a conservative state and the thing is we have 29 senators in the utah senate 23 are republican in the letters legislature 75 legislators or representatives 16 are Democrat. But yet Salt Lake City remains to be blue. The capital was in Salt Lake City. The Mormon church is in Salt Lake City. But yet it stays blue. How does that happen in a state that's so red? 
Well, I, I, I'm not shocked by it because in every state you get a melting pot. I mean, I was just in Miami. Well, that place was crazy, yeah, right? Is, I mean, uh, Miami downtown is just a whole new world. Um, and I think in any state, California, I mean, uh, lived in Yorba Linda, California once, and it was a beautiful red community. But then you move out to East L.A. or you go up to uh, Santa Barbara, Barbara yeah. or you move up, you know, San Luis Obispo is great and it's red. Uh, you know, if you go to San Francisco, it's blue. So I think you're going to get it in every state. And now what you've got is you've got universities downtown Salt Lake. Well, they bring young people, right? Young people. Utah gives out free money. So you're going to get all melting pot in there. They graduate from UV. Uh, they graduate from universities, go to the hospitals and they stay. And that's what's happened. I, it doesn't surprise me, but I, I just. But Utah County is not that way. No, but I hope they they can stay downtown. So <laughs> I'm, I'm good with that. Uh, you're right about that. Keep them. You know, at least we know when there's a war where they're going to drop the first bomb. So yeah, that's okay. Well, the, that's, that's okay. why they're that's why they're rebuilding the LDS Temple downtown Salt Lake to be retrofitted for earthquakes. Right. <laughs> um, I get that. So um, I, I'm not surprised by that. I'm not surprised. Let's talk about this Saturday. Who's speaking this Saturday? Uh, a buddy of mine named John, Podcast John. I think he's going to come and speak. I know that. I think I know that guy. I think he's going to. I'm pretty sure he's going to be there. Yeah, John's. Yeah, gonna, I'll be there. Yeah, Jason Preston's speaking. I'm going to speak. Uh, Jason Cisneros coming down. Um, we've asked Phil Lyman to come down. Um, there was some concerns because of the mirror view of what we're doing, people think somehow that we are going to stay at our location and make demands. We're not making demands. That's not what we're here to do. We're here to be seen. We're here to make a show. We're here in the sense where, Hey, we're an army growing. We want Uh them to know that the fact that we're not silent, we want them to know that we need to be heard and listened to and that we're not going away. And that we're going to expose all the bad stuff, for lack of better terms, that's happening with Cox. Uh, Sophie Anderson exposed him. She had, did a great interview the other day with, uh, I forget, a professor back east. I forget his name. We did security for him. And that interview was incredible on how she was able to expose Cox on what he's done over the last four years within the legislative branch and what he's doing. You might know more than this. So that when there's a, and it's an emergency called, he has all the power to do everything inside without coming to us. Well, she's exposing this. Most Utahns, I didn't know it, but most Utahns don't know it. And when they know it, they're going to go like, he's not getting that fence. We're not giving him more tax dollars. Can you get that link? Yeah, I can send it to you. So, yeah, send me that link. I'm going to put it on my Facebook and on it's my, incredible. my page and on the Blexit page. It's a and, crazy uh, one, yeah. I want to expose him for the POS he really is because I do not like him. I do not like him at all. I don't hide it. When I'm up there, I don't hide it. I do not like Spencer Cox because he's just two-faced. You know, he's one of those guys I truly believe. I don't even think he's a rhino. I think he's just a straight Democrat. He's a chameleon. Yeah. He posed as a Republican. And you know who else needs to go is Mayor Mendenhall. Our poor officers. Our poor officers. I was talking to an officer today. So there's been over 100 that have quit. 50 others were going to quit, but she raised their pay so much they had no option but to stay. So they've rehired 10 more, but they're still down 90 officers, 90 officers. 
So hence they called me basically, uh, where are you going? What are you doing? Are you going to be calm? Do we have to come out? I'm like, everything's cool. We're not going to make you come out. It's all good. We respect your position. As long as you respect the Constitution of the United States, stand on the right side, we're all cool. Right. I say that to any military position or police officer. I want to respect the Constitution. You need to respect the Constitution. But Mayor Mendenhall, she needs to go. Someone needs to run against her, and she needs to go out, and she can go to anywhere else but the U.S. She can be gone. I actually had gotten an offer, and I'll say this publicly. I had gotten an offer, and a lot of people do not know this. I've gotten two offers, actually. One to run for mayor of West Jordan, um, basically unlimited funds, and the run for Salt Lake City. But I do not live in Salt Lake City. And I do not want to live in Salt Lake City to run for mayor. Yeah. So therefore, but yeah, I will say if I did live in Salt Lake City, I would give it a go. I got a guy, I got three or four guys asking me, what do you need? I said, I need to live in Salt Lake City. And that's what I don't want to do. No, you'd have to do what Edwards did was change your political position to a Democrat <laughs> or, or, or mainstream little person run and then go back to Republican. But, you know, uh, there's some people that were going to do that in Salt Lake and you just couldn't win in Salt Lake, but West Jordan be great. Go run. We'll support you. Yeah. And my, I mean, my buddy, Kim Coleman, she and I are good friends and she's yeah. oftentimes has said to me, run for mayor West Jordan, run, please. Now, nah. no, nah, I can't really do that because, uh, I'm not ready yet. I'm too mouthy. Yeah. But I'm going to probably, I'll make it official one day if I decide to run. You guys will be the first ones to know. So, Saturday, where are we meeting at? You're meeting out on uh, Bangader. Is that uh, the old Kmart? Yeah, the big, so it's uh, 3869 West, 5400 South, Taylorsville. And what time should it, are people going to start showing up? Well, they're going to, you know, people are going to get there early. We want to roll out between 10 and 10, 15. So dress up your vehicles, sides, tops, dress them up, you know, with anything you could do. I mean, we're going to have people there that have been vaccinated, but they're dead against mandates. They're dead against right. overreach. So we want right. everyone to show up, right? Right. Uh, that's what this is about. This isn't about vaccines and masks it's about the mandates stop it it's it's freedom of choice as brian has his choice you have your choice we all have our choice and stay away from my kids let me raise my kids let me do what's best for my kids that's what this is about i just and i completely agree with you i mean these people angela dunn needs to be gone oh she needs to be gone you know and jenny wilson Needs to be gone. Mendenhall, they kind of choked her out now because even though she won the last vote on our city council for the mask mandate, the legislature overruled her. So at least in Utah, we've got some positive things going right now. But who knows what's going to happen next yep. year? We don't know. We don't know. These people change like chameleons. But Kish, I want to say thank you for coming on today. I will see you 1030, 10 o'clock on Saturday. 945 is when you'll see me. Okay, I'll see you at 945 on Saturday morning. And All right, everybody, people, thank you so much. Brian, thank you. John, and thank I, you. Listeners, please get out and get involved. Let's do what we do. Stay proud and stay loud and stay American. And Thanks, uh, Kish, I'll see you Saturday. See you hey, brother. don't forget to see me that link either. All right, bro. All right, bro.